Happy Pentecost. Today, the Holy Spirit came down on the 12 disciples of Jesus and empowered them to become apostles of the risen Christ. In Luke's telling, history has three epochs. The first, before Jesus, when the Holy Spirit came down upon particular persons at particular times for particular tasks. The second, when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus and anointed him for his ministry. And the present era, which began on Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit is being poured out on all flesh. The church year is divided almost equally into two halves. The first half, Advent through Easter, focuses on the Word of God incarnate in Jesus. The second focuses on the Holy Spirit in the church. In the Bible, the Word, Hologos, creates order, meaning, and purpose. God created the world through his word. The spirit, on the other hand, is the giver of life. In Hebrew and in Greek, the word spirit means breath or wind. And so the spirit stands for life and for power. St. Paul says that the word without the spirit is dead. It is powerless. The word became flesh when Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. But Jesus began his ministry when the Holy Spirit came upon him at his baptism. <clears throat> the disciples who gathered on Pentecost had seen Jesus' miracles and heard his teaching. They were witnesses to his resurrection. They were believers, but they were powerless. Jesus had told them to stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. And so they waited. We also have heard Jesus' teachings. We know of his miracles. We are believers. But don't we also sometimes feel powerless? The war in Ukraine grinds on as the biggest act of genocide in Europe since the Holocaust. We hear of mass murders at a grocery store in Buffalo, an elementary school in Uvalde, a hospital in Tulsa, a church in Iowa, and just this weekend, a strip mall in Phoenix and the streets of Philadelphia. And we hear the same old words, gun control, more guns, 
harden the target, arm the teachers, background checks, and most of all, thoughts and prayers, which we know just means we are powerless and nothing will change. One man at the NRA convention in Houston just days after the shootings in Uvalde said, the problem isn't guns, it's demons. That explains a lot. And not only about the shooters. In the New Testament, demons are autonomous, quasi-personal, psychic forces or complexes that rob people of their reason and their power and direct them to self-destructive behavior. Rolling Stones have a song called It Must Be Hell. They sing, we got trouble, that's for sure. We're free to worship, free to speak, we're free to kill, it's guaranteed. Meanwhile, our TV leader boldly speaks the words of Christ he tries to preach. We need more power to hold the line. The strength of darkness still abides. It must be held. One sign of Jesus' power and authority was his exorcism over demons. And so, like us, the disciples gathered and wait for the promise of Jesus to be fulfilled. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And then, suddenly, from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I first heard speaking in tongues a year or two after I had been ordained. I was invited to a Bible study in a lovely home on Lake Worth in West Palm Beach. A guest speaker spoke on the healing ministry, and after her talk, the group closed with prayer, and the group began praying in tongues. I'd read about tongues, but it was usually described by scholars as ecstatic speech. But what impressed me about what I heard was first a sense of reverence. It was prayer. And second, it sounded like language, like it had syntax. Sometime later, I attended a retreat for clergy in Evergreen, Colorado. On the last night of the, of the retreat, 
we had a celebration of the Eucharist. During the sermon, a storm suddenly blew up the way they can in the Rocky Mountains. The wind howled, the rafters shook. During the prayers, we were invited to come forward to receive laying on of hands. And as I approached the priest, I felt as if I were walking into a wall of wind that came upon me forcefully, but gently. Suddenly, I was filled with joy. I realized I had never experienced joy before. I had been happy. I had been glad. I had been in love. But this was joy from a deep sense of peace, not as the world gives. After the service, I thanked the preacher for his sermon and said, that was really neat, the way that storm came up while you were talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, there wasn't a storm. Look outside. And sure enough, it was a bright, clear Colorado night with a full moon and stars in the sky. An elk was grazing peacefully in the lawn in front of the retreat center. But the most amazing miracle of the Holy Spirit that I think I have seen was once when I served on a Curcio team. At our first team meeting, we all introduced ourselves. One of our team said that he was there as part of a work release program from the state prison where he was serving a sentence for bank robbery. Across the room, another team member said when it was his turn that he was vice president of security for a local bank. <laughs> and he said to the other man, I'm very interested in your former line of work. <laughs> Through the weekend, the two developed a deep friendship. St. Paul says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and has entrusted to us the ministry of reconciliation. But he says, in this ministry, we are not contending with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so, thanks be to God that the Holy Spirit came down on this day from heaven, lighting upon the disciples to teach them and to lead them into all truth uniting peoples of many tongues in the confession of one faith and giving to your church the power to serve you as a royal priesthood and to preach the gospel to all nations. You see, the thing about the Holy Spirit is not just that it is spiritual, but that it is holy 
The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit that empowered Jesus, that raised him from the dead. And the Spirit that Paul says will also give life to your mortal bodies. Sting is right. There is no political solution to our troubled evolution. But as Lincoln said, if I make my enemies my friends, don't I destroy my enemies? So we do not lose heart. After all, we did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. We're not powerless. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask for or imagine.